Our ninth lesson is from the Gospel according to John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. Listen now to the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. And the light shines out in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, I've often wondered what it was like for those shepherds that night, out there sitting in the dark, watching their sheep. It can be awful lonely in the night with all the stars above. We, we can see a good many now, but I imagine back then they could see millions and millions of stars overhead. I often wonder what went through their minds, what they thought about, what they talked about in those long, lonely hours. I think the closest I've ever come to a situation like that was when I used to work at a camp over the summer when I was in college. Now, you've got to remember this was all the way back in the 90s, all right, back in the old days. There were no cell phones to entertain us. The camp didn't have a TV. So when night fell and we were done with our work, we had to find a way to entertain ourselves. And a lot of times we'd go out to this point out by the lake and there was a dock that stretched out over the lake, and we would sometimes just sit there on our back and look up at the stars at night. It was a beautiful sight. You see a lot more shooting stars than you would think, and you see some other things that you really can't explain, but we're not going to get into that tonight. But sitting out in the dark looking at the stars, there's something about that that makes a person philosophical. Even if you're not the kind of person to get into deep conversations, I dare you to go out into the night and do a hillside on a clear night and look at the stars and try not to get deep about something. The dark can be kind of heavy as well, looking out into that great expanse of loneliness. And if you're in a group of people out there looking at the stars at night, someone is going to ask you, do you think we're alone out here? I said, again, there's something about the stars makes you think about, is there life on other planets? Now, some people take great comfort in that idea because they believe if there is life out on other planets, then that means we're not alone. 
And what they do is they imagine, I think, this enlightened race of beings that can come down and, and solve all of our problems. I actually think if we discovered life on other planets, I think they'd be a lot like us. I think a lot of us would be really disappointed. They may look different, but I think they would be a lot like us. They would be mostly well-meaning but broken creatures. They would be fallen. They would be sinful. They would be out there looking for answers just like we're looking for answers. They would have the same problems as we have, have the same limitations. I actually imagine if a, if a spacecraft with aliens ever came to Earth, and they were the friendly kind, of course, and we would go running out to them and saying, we're so glad you're here. We've got so many questions to ask. We had so many problems. Can you help us out? But I think they would look at us and say, we were hoping you would help us. I mean, that's the reason why we came all the way out here. We had no idea how to solve our own problems. You see, if there was more life out there, I don't think it would make us feel any less alone. That's a big problem for us today, loneliness. It's been on the rise over the, next, over the last 20 or 30 years or so. And this problem of loneliness has gotten so bad, many psychologists are saying that we in America today are experiencing an epidemic of loneliness. And every year it seems to get worse. As our society becomes more fractured, as we rely on interaction through social media and through technology and less among face-to-face -face interaction. In fact, some people are reporting being so scared and nervous in, in a public situations and interactions that they're worried they're going to say something wrong or accidentally say something offensive and find themselves on some sort of banned list on the outside looking in. Among young people, it's even worse. A recent survey showed young people, those 24 and younger, 70% of them, a full 70%, almost three quarters, have self-reported themselves at the highest rate of loneliness, calling themselves very alone. More people don't usually solve that problem. We're surrounded by people. Eight billion people on planet Earth right now and counting. That's why having more people in the universe, I don't think is going to make us feel any less alone. See, the reason we feel alone is not a population problem. It's a psychological problem. When we say we feel alone, we don't, we're not saying we don't feel there like there's anyone around us or that we're isolated socially necessarily. What we mean by that is we say, we don't feel like anyone understands us. We don't feel like there's anyone out there that we can really depend on. We don't feel like there's anyone out there who loves us for who we really are or probably doesn't even know us for who we really are. We don't feel like there's someone out there that's looking out for us. I mean, everyone's too busy looking out for themselves. Who has time to look out for little old me? It's also noted among psychologists there's another type of loneliness called existential loneliness, as if regular loneliness wasn't bad enough. Now we've got the existential kind, and that is the kind that asks themselves the question, do I belong anywhere in the universe? Do I have a place in the world? Do I have any role to play in life, or I'm 
just kind of floating around through life? Does my life have meaning? Do I even matter? I'm sitting on a hillside at night with the dark of space all around you. Questions like that can feel a lot heavier than they can in the day. Looking out at that great expanse of space, you got to think if the universe is as big and as cold as they say it is, maybe a little person like me doesn't matter. Or if all the way out there in the deep expanses of space, if it's just more of the same that we have here, well, the universe is a very lonely place indeed. Well, it is into this darkness that Christ shines the light of his good news. And man, is this good news needed today, sorely needed today. And it's one we all need to hear. You are not alone. You are not alone. And our reading today from Matthew, they said one of the names of Jesus will be called Emmanuel. And this is a very significant name. It is a name that is very meaningful to us today because Emmanuel means God with us. That's who Jesus is. Jesus is God with us. Christ is a living reminder that flesh and blood man who walked the earth, who became so much more than man, who was so much more than man because he is also God with us. He is the beloved son of God, the reminder that we are not alone. Can't be alone because he was given to us. He was given to us and he gave us his spirit. So no matter where we go, we are never truly alone. All the reasons we could be alone, all the reasons we can feel loneliness are shattered by his presence and by his work. For here is a God who knows us. Here is a God who loves us. Here is a God who cares for us, who understands us, who knows who you really are, and who loves you for who you really are. In the book of Samuel, it says that God doesn't look on the outward appearance. He looks on the heart. He's looked on every single one of your hearts. He's seen it. He's seen it to the depths of your being. Christ said he's counted every hair on your head. He knows you from the sole of your feet to the crown of your head. He knows you inside and out. He knows you better than you know yourself. And this same God, according to Romans, said that while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. So the same God who knows you inside and out, who has seen you at your worst, he's seen you at your lowest, he's seen you at your most unlovable self. He knows that completely, and yet he still loves you. He still loves you more than you could ever imagine. Not only loved you, but gave you his son who would suffer and die for your sake. You see what I'm saying? You're not alone. Christ is God with us. And you're not alone in the, in the existential sense of the meaning either. You're not alone. You have a place in this universe. You've been given a place, not only a place in the universe, you've been given a place in God's kingdom, a seat at the table of all the saints. In Corinthians, Paul tells us we are all one body, 
We were made of many parts, and you and I were all parts of that same body, and we each have a part to play. We're each important in the body of Christ. And Jesus himself said, you didn't choose me. He said, I chose you. I called out to you. I found you. I searched for you. And I chose you, not for death and loneliness, but I chose you for glory and to be united and one with me forever. And moreover, you have been empowered. You have been appointed to build his church, to share the good news, to grow the kingdom. You're not alone. Christ is God with us. And Christ has given us his presence. His spirit that is always near to us. The book of Hebrews says he will never abandon nor forsake you. And in the last supper, Jesus promised his disciples not to leave them orphaned or abandoned, but he would send them the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit to guide and to shepherd us. This is the spirit of Christ. Breathed out through Christ. Released out into the world through his death and resurrection. He's with you always. He will never abandon. He will never forsake you. You are not alone. Christ is God with us. You are known and loved and understood. You have been given a place in the kingdom of God. You have been promised the unfailing presence of our Lord. You're not alone. You're known. You're beloved. You're chosen. And all this done because the Son of God was made flesh and He walked among us. The fullness of God the Word made flesh, born as a baby, who brought the grace and presence of God to every single one of us. Often imagine what it was like with those shepherds on that cold night. It's quiet, a million stars overhead. They're out there alone, far from everybody else, miles away from what they would call civilization. You know, the dark at night can be a very lonely place. With the vastness of space stretching out before you, going on forever. I wonder if any of these shepherds asked, are we alone? Because if they did, they were the only ones that got an answer from the night. For the heavens became full of a brilliant light. The night sky lit up like the day. Coming from heaven, they saw a host of angels shining with the glory of God. And in the midst of that night, they were delivered a message of immeasurable hope. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. It was a message of hope for every man, woman, and child who has walked and ever will walk the planet Earth. The Lord has come. Emmanuel. 
God with us. You will never be alone again. To God be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.